Welcome to the Live Love Ministries podcast, a place where we share thoughts, insights, and experiences from the mission field. I'm Eric. I'm Brittany. And I'm Julia. And we're the Live Love Ministries team. All right, we are back for another episode of the Live Love Ministries podcast. Hope you've been enjoying uh, the others and hope you're engaging with it and subscribing to it and asking questions if you feel like you want to do that. And so um, we're still kind of in the beginning stages of just introducing ourselves and our team to you, our listeners. And so we appreciate you listening. Um, You got to hear from Brittany and I uh, on our last episode. Uh, for us, as we got done, we talked about like, man, I wish I would have said this and wish I would have said that. And so mostly me, I did that mostly. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but hopefully it gave you a good idea uh, into our life. And so um, today we want to continue that thought, not with us, but with Julia. Julia Curtis um, serves as a church planting team member with us here on our team. And she's going to share a little bit about how um, God brought her here, how that came to be, what her life is like here, and, and all that good stuff. So I won't give uh, much more, I won't, excuse me, I won't take much more time from her, but I just want, want you guys to hear um, how God has used her, molded her, and what a blessing she is to our team, and how, um, how God is continuing to shape her to serve Him here. So Julia, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, kind of how you first came to be introduced to Arizona, the ministry here, kind of how you became a part of the team, all that good stuff. Just start your story, and then Brittany and I can jump in with questions to help lead the, lead the conversation on. So, so I went to college, um, and the summer after uh, my freshman year, I was supposed to go on a mission trip to Poland, and I'd never been on a mission trip before um, because... I guess I just spent most of my summers playing softball, and that was basically what I did all my life as a teenager. And so once I got to college and wasn't playing anymore, I was like, I really want to go on a mission trip. And this guy from my church was like, hey, I'm going to take a few people to Poland. Like, you should come with us. And I was like, okay, awesome. Didn't really know what we were going to do. And then we decided to be a traveling band. Like wow, a, I did not know band. this part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, wow, I did not yeah. know that. And so we were going, the guy used to be a missionary in Poland, and so he was back in the States, and he likes to go back, and he was like, we're going to, you know, do like a traveling band and share with people in different cities, and I was like, okay, that couldn't play any instruments, <laughs> didn't sing, <laughs> but I was going to go on this mission trip, um, and so um, I can't really remember exactly what happened, but the trip ended up falling through last minute at the beginning of summer, and I was freaking out because I was like, man, I really wanted to go somewhere this summer, like on a mission trip, and so I met with my pastor, and I was like, I know it's like pretty, oh, pretty? Yeah, that's the word I meant to say. <laughs> it's pretty like late in the game to be making mission trip plans this year, but is there anywhere that I can go? And he was like, yeah, um, a lady from our church is going with her sister's church um, to Arizona to go to a Native American reservation. Like, you could ask her about going with them. And I was like, okay. So I decided to go on this mission trip <laughs> with a bunch of people that I didn't know. And <laughs> we drove across the country. 
I forgot my wallet. <laughs> Sounded like it's setting up to be a good trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I just signed up for it. And little did I know that, like, the trip was going to change my entire life. Um, and so I just, I loved it that week. Um, we did like several different VBSs, um, and all that kind of good stuff. Um, I think the youth, um, at the church we were at at the time, like helped us put on different VBSs in villages and I just loved it. I had a great, great time. (laughs) So your first encounter, so you see a pattern here, your first encounter with Arizona was on a mission trip, right? And so. Um, all you guys listening, just to throw in a little word of advice or just a thought, um, never underestimate what God can do uh, with one single mission trip because mm-hmm. um, basically that is what introduced myself and Brittany and Julia all to the mission field that we currently serve on. And so how cool is that, that God takes what we think is just going to be a week uh, uh, time and, and he turns it into a transformational milestone in our life and, and our plan, or his, excuse me, his plan for us. Okay. All right, so you came on a mission trip <laughs> with a group you didn't know, you stayed a week, you served, then what happened? Yeah, so um, I got back and I remember my parents picking me up and I think we went to eat at the good old Cracker Barrel <laughs> <laughs> and I was telling them all about my trip and like I was just like sad <laughs> and upset like which probably my parents didn't enjoy because, you know, they were happy to see me. And I was like, I don't want to be here. (laughs) Like, I want to be in Arizona. Um, And so just kind of was sad for several weeks. (laughs) Just a a longing to be back. Yeah, just like a longing to be back. Just sad that I was in Kentucky. (laughs) Um, Because I guess I had just never really been just exposed to like um, just being in an area where the need for the gospel was so great. Um, I lived in California as a kid, but at that time I I couldn't really understand, you know, like, man, all these people need Jesus. And so spending a majority of my life in the Bible Belt, I just never really been around people that didn't know the gospel. Like, even if they didn't believe in it, you know, most people in the South could still tell you, you know, what Christians believe. Um, And so, yeah, I was really sad and just bothered by the fact that people didn't know who Jesus was. And so a couple of months later, you guys actually came to Kentucky to talk at a few churches and the church that I had um, gone on the mission trip with was, I guess, hosting you guys. And I can't remember if I had talked to, so Michael Lawrence was the youth pastor at this church. And so I can't remember if I had talked to him about this before you guys got here or if you guys were at the church and I was like, I want to go back. (laughs) And I'm going to tell them right now. I don't really remember. So he gave us a heads up. So oh, okay. Know, so I, I had been talking to him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Glad you guys remember. Um, yeah. And so you guys were there, and I remember just like, so I kind of want to come out for the summer next year. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm sure it was really awkward. I don't remember <laughs> much of the conversation except for just being nervous and like, oh, what if they tell me I can't? Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> Um, so you guys said yes. I mean, I had to 
do a few things like I think I had to like send y'all my testimony and things like that but um yeah you guys said that I could come out there for the summer and so I did I fly yeah I flew out there and um just kind of was there for the summer to just basically do whatever you guys told me to do <laughs> but basically um work with the youth um mainly um and so it was awesome and I loved it so much and I think one of the most um, influential things of my time as y'all's intern was I remember um, Eric you said like I want you to like come up with something that you want to do like on your own and you do it <laughs> and I was like okay <laughs> um, so I decided to um, go to one of the villages that um, we were serving in um, at the time, y'all were just, like, going there for, like, VBSs and Christmas in the Villages and stuff like that, but nobody was going there on a consistent basis, and so I was like, well, I'm going to go to this village, and I'll just teach the youth, and then I'll teach the kids, and, <laughs> and then I'll go back, <laughs> um, but I just wanted that community to be able to have a consistent presence of the gospel, and I just love that community and just still to this day really um desire for god to just save people in that community but i just remember like when i was getting ready to leave i was just like man like what's this village gonna do like not like that i was doing anything but like nobody is bringing the gospel like to this village on a consistent basis you know like i remember like leaving and being like oh like you're not gonna be here next week when are you gonna be back and i was like I don't know, <laughs> like, just heartbroken over the fact, um, for this community and just so many more communities, um, that just don't have a church, don't really have an opportunity to go to church because there's not one close by, um, and so, yeah, I think I'm kind of jumping ahead, but do you have another question? <laughs> You're hoping we have one. Right? So, yep. so that's your, your internship time. And so mm -hmm. you spent time um, serving the, the youth in one community, uh, helping us with all of our mission teams, mm -hmm. doing the VBS stuff. And then every week you went by yourself. It was on Fridays you went by yourself to this one <laughs> other community and spent time uh, with the kids and the, the, the teenagers. And so that was kind of your 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 summer it was about eight weeks long right and so mm -hmm. now at the end of that you obviously had to leave what was your thought like because at this time there was a, i'm sure you had thought about it but at this time there was no serious thought given to like i'm coming back and living here so yeah so that's where we are now so we're, we're not <laughs> we hadn't got there yet and so um so like what was going on in your mind what was god teaching you how was god shaping you at the end of that summer like what had changed from the beginning to the end and what were you thinking as you went home yeah um so i think growing up like i never really had like a desire to be a missionary or like do ministry um when i was in college i was like oh i think i could do like children's ministry at my church like if i needed to have a job but the plan was to <laughs> the plan was to marry somebody that was going to make a lot of money <laughs> and then just be a stay-at-home mom. And so um, over the course of time, God was just like 
just laying it on my heart that he wanted me to to actually work (laughs) full-time not that being a stay-at-home mom isn't like full-time job but he wanted me to have a job where and like that job to be like loving um people and telling them about Jesus and so I actually remember um during the internship um I think my mom kind of was already kind of catching on that like God had a bigger plan for me and she actually sent me um Kisses from Katie that book about Katie Davis and she had always like kept that book from me she she, like didn't want me to read it because she was scared (laughs) that I was going to want to move somewhere far away from her and so I remember like reading that book some I think while I was there yeah and just like seeing how like her trip was to Uganda and how like the Lord just showed her how it wasn't just you know going to be like a week of her life or maybe a week every year but like how God really had plans to just completely like flip her life upside down and so just through the course of that internship I was starting to realize that this was supposed to be more than just something I did Mm -hmm. once a year Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember I didn't even want to leave like at the end of the eight weeks or however long it was I was like I'm not ready to go back like I don't want to go to college Mm. and do the sorority thing like people are dying without the gospel I'm like why am I going back this is dumb (laughs) but I mean there was good purposes in me going back like I could finish like college and get my degree and um and then come back just more prepared um so yeah that's what I did I went back to college just kind of knowing that coming back to Arizona um, was a real possibility but also knew that I needed to get away from Arizona where I wasn't like overwhelmed with like emotion Mm -hmm. and like I love it here so much like how could I leave like I needed to go back to my normal life and be able to process things and not just let like my emotions make those decisions that makes sense Mm -hmm. so then you go back you start back to school and like it wasn't you weren't graduating that year right it was no I still had two years left okay so what was it like from the moment you left and then those two years like that whole time were you like I'm still gonna go to Arizona or is it like oh I might do these other things too or like did you know like you were coming back to Arizona for sure yeah I think I think probably like Deep down, I knew I was coming back to Arizona. Um, I would say, like, when I first got back, it was like, oh, I love it. And kind of like how y'all talked about it. I was like, I just told everybody about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember trying to convince um, my group of friends to do Christmas in the Villages one time, and it didn't work. But I, like, made this <laughs> whole PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> and I was like, this is Arizona. <laughs> this is this village. And <laughs> this is what we'll do. <laughs> like... Um, just like wanted people to love it as much as I did Um, and so that was kind of my junior year and then I would come back out here um, like on a mission trip with Harden and I feel like I would I kept talking to you guys about it just like oh so this might be a possibility like something I want to do like what would you guys suggest Um, and then I remember getting um, a book from Eric called 
is God calling me? Mm-hmm. But Jeff... Orge. Orge? Okay, yeah. I thought Orge, it was yeah. Eorg this whole time. <laughs> Jeff Orge. By the way, Julia goes to seminary at Dr. Orge's seminary. Hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, hopefully and not. Butcher his last name, Dr. Or none of my teachers. <laughs> So, yeah, I remember getting that book from you, and that summer I went to uh, this thing called Tampa Project with my campus ministry, Um, and I remember, like, needing to read that book, but I was like, I would, like, read a chapter and be like, I can't read it anymore. (laughs) I need a few weeks. Like, I need to take a break because, like I said earlier, like, deep down I think I knew that God was calling me to Arizona, but it was almost like I didn't want to accept that he was calling me to Arizona. So it's kind of like this fun game me and God were playing. Um, <laughs> Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think I was just getting kind of confused too. Um, just different people saying different things. Well, like, how do you know, like, if you're supposed to go to Arizona, like, You've never been overseas and all those kinds of things. And so I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, maybe I do need to go somewhere else. (laughs) And so I had signed up and, like, committed to go to South Africa for six weeks after I graduated and was, like, about to start support raising for that uh, because I was like, well, I need to go somewhere else so I know that I'm supposed to go to Arizona, Uh, which the intentions were good, you know, but that's always not necessarily true. Um, And so I was about to start support raising for that. And then like God was just making it very evident, like you're not supposed to go to South Africa for six weeks after you graduate. You're supposed to start getting ready to go to Arizona. Like, stop trying to create all these roadblocks. <laughs> um, so then I had to call the leader of that team, and I was like, hey, I'm not going to South Africa. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. Um, do you have any more questions before I guess I get to... I remember calling you, but did you have any more questions? So, like, you graduate in May, mm-hmm. and then from the time that you graduate until the time you come to Arizona is how long? Oh, uh, six months. Okay. <laughs> so, it's, like, pretty close then. Mm-hmm. Pretty close. In that. And so, like, basically when you graduated and then you canceled the trip to South Africa, mm-hmm. that was, like, your commitment to come to Arizona like you were telling people then at that point like this is what I'm doing now yeah well the South Africa thing happened before I graduated so that was like in January or so and then I think a couple weeks before I came out here on spring break I remember calling Eric and I was like hey (laughs) I think I want to (laughs) move out to Arizona like super awkward um and I don't really remember what you said (laughs) all I remember is you said something along the lines if I could and I remember going up to like the cafeteria at Murray State and I was like I'm moving to Arizona (laughs) every Christian I knew I was like 
guess what just happened? <laughs> so I may or may not have like stood on a chair at some point. <laughs> like, wow, I didn't know this either. Yeah, I was pumped. Uh, whenever it was like, really? Like, they're going to let you move? I was like, yeah. <laughs> what are they thinking? <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, I think it's interesting that you mention other people saying stuff. Mm-hmm. And like that kind of clouding it for a little bit. And, and obviously, I think in, in every major decision, you should seek godly wisdom from others. But sometimes, other people's voices and other people's reasoning kind of crowds out what the Holy Spirit is leading you. Uh, and teaching you and so speak to that a little bit if you don't mind you don't have to say much about it but just kind of how i think sometimes we seek comfort in other people and want their approval maybe or what they think because we we value their opinion but ultimately what it comes down to is what is god leading you to do Mm -hmm. right and so speak to that just a minute yeah um i think for me it's interesting because the people that were saying stuff like that it wasn't really anybody that I was like close to or like any like mentors in my life. I feel like everybody that was close to me like knew I was supposed to go to Arizona too. It was more so I was almost looking <laughs> for other people to say things that I could be like, oh, maybe we're not supposed to. I think just because I was afraid of what that might mean. Um, moving to Arizona and just like, looking for basically any reason to be like oh god doesn't want me to move there so i can't um, so yeah i don't know if i really answered no you did I, and i think everybody that wrestles with a calling upon their life especially when it's so drastic if you will like up, uprooting and moving and and doing something that a lot of people aren't doing there's always that period of time where you wrestle with like have I have, am I listening to God? Am I am I being silly in this? Uh, try to convince yourself that God's telling you something different than other than what you know He isn't. And so, mm-hmm. so I just think it's interesting uh, because we'll seek out people. I like how you said it wasn't even people that were all that important of an influence in my life. I was just looking for somebody <laughs> to tell me what I thought I wanted to hear. Yeah. But God was gracious and 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 confirming even through that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, so. Now you've, you've graduated college, you've stood on the chair, uh, <laughs> said you're moving to Arizona. Um, so uh, move forward. Now, now what, yeah. what happens next? Yeah, so I graduate and um, I like had to fill out all the North American Mission Board forms and trainings and things you have to do. Um, and then I started raising support. Um, and then I raised support, and then I moved here. <laughs> right, yeah. and so she's here. She's yeah. a part of our team. And so you joined the team in November? Yeah. So what were some of the very first things, like, you're officially here now, you're officially full-time part of the team, like, what did you start doing right away? Um, well, I, one of the first things that I did are I guess one of the first memories I have it's kind of weird but I came to work with the children that was like one of my main roles that I was coming out here for because I remember like when I was an intern I would go pick up kids for like youth group stuff and the kids would come out and they'd be like 
oh, we can't come. And I had to be like, no, sorry. It's just the youth. But it was just so sad because the kids, you know, like wanted to learn about Jesus and there was nobody to do it. And so at that time we had somebody that was working with our youth. And so um, I remember getting the Sunday school materials. <laughs> and I remember sitting on my bed and I was like, wow, <laughs> this is going to be so fun. <laughs> um and so, yeah, I started just working with kids, hanging out with people that I'd met on previous trips and just being like, yeah, I'm not leaving this time. Because <laughs> at this point, I'd been on four trips. Um, so just um, reestablishing those relationships and um, just trying to really just figure out the missionary life because yeah. I really didn't know. Have you figured it out? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> um, so just trying to figure out what do I do every day? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, when you're on the mission field, there's literally so many things you could be doing. Like, mm-hmm. there's always people that could be talked to and that are just in need of Jesus. And so, just was really trying to figure out how that all works out in the day-to-day life and not just like a one-week period where there's like a scheduled event going on. Yeah. So this might be a loaded question. I don't know. It's not, (laughs) I'm not trying for it to be, but thinking about like, I guess like you kind of, I guess everybody could say they have like preconceived ideas of what they think life will be like on the mission field. And then there's like the reality of life on the mission field. Like, is it totally different than what you expected? Or is it kind of what you expected? Like, now that you had the ideas of like, I'm going to be a missionary. And now that you are, are they the same kind of things that you would be doing? Or do you think things are totally different than what you expected? That is a loaded question. (laughs) Um, I would say things were probably totally different than what I expected. Uh, Because even though I'd been the intern, it was like I was still the intern in the summer where we had like several mission teams where Mm -hmm. we have all all these extra things we're doing with kids because they're not in school. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you also have, you know, like people coming you know every other week to help you Mm -hmm. um and so it's all really kind of like planned out and you have all this help um and so I don't really think it was what I expected at all (laughs) (laughs) especially like after because I mean I moved at the end of November and we were getting ready for Christmas in the villages at that time um and so then once January hit And I, like, had also gone back home for Christmas. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to be here for a month. (laughs) Then I'm going to go home. (laughs) Um, But I think coming back and just seeing, like, the day-to-day stuff and, oh, like, we're not going to have any extra help for three months. (laughs) And, oh, like, this is actually a lot harder than I expected. And now I'm sitting at home really confused (laughs) by myself (laughs) yeah so So I think that's probably an aspect that maybe we want to address too is because you know 
we kind of talked about Eric and I when we were first coming. I mean, we were married. We're coming together. People are giving us, you know, the, oh, well, you have young kids or you have just started this job or you just bought your house or all those reasons for like not coming. But I think for you, probably some people were saying, well, you're not married. You're single. You're going to be a single lady, like doing missionary work and all that kind of stuff. And so that kind of is the is true that you are single and you're here still doing missionary stuff. So how does that like play out? You know, I think that a lot of times people feel like maybe you need to be married before surrendering to missions, Mm -hmm. but or ministry in general. Yeah. Or ministry in general. So like, how does that play out for you? Um, how does it play out? (laughs) It really depends what day it is. (laughs) Um, I think at first I was very like, I think just prideful to be honest. I was like, I don't need a man. Like, I'm gonna go tell people about Jesus by myself. Like, this is gonna be great. Um, so I think at first I was just like prideful and it was just kind of under that whole like umbrella of like, this is awesome. Like, I'm living my dream life. Like, mm-hmm. I love the mission field. Everything's great. <laughs> um, and then I think as time went on and, like, the hype of, like, just moving here, like, died, I was like, oh, this is hard. <laughs> you know? And, like, yeah. I'm, like, calling my friends and they, like, don't understand at <laughs> all. They're probably listening to this. <laughs> It's Not true. that they don't understand, but I mean, they just, they don't know the people that you're like talking about or crying about. Like maybe they've met them before on a trip, but you know, they don't mm-hmm. see them every week kind of thing. Like they're not nearly as invested and then something terrible happens to them and you know, they can't even like fathom something like that happening in their world. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, wow, this is awful. And then you realize it happens like every other week. (laughs) Um, And so I think that was just like an adjustment of, okay, like I've been so used to like, like, yeah, I was like single when I moved and like I had all these like friends and this big like friend group of like Christians and I could just like go to their house if something wrong happened. And so it's like really trying to figure out how am I going to take my problems and concerns like to the Lord and like be okay if he's the only one that actually understands Mm -hmm. um so I think that was just like an adjustment and something that I still have to work through sometimes um but I think it's been neat because I mean I'm an extrovert and so naturally I tend to like run to people and like want to tell them about what's going on and God's just kind of been like well you can't run to people like you have to come talk to me (laughs) um so I think I've just even seen his grace in that like where I can't even really fall into that sin as much because like God's the one who will be able to understand Mm -hmm. (coughs) I was not crying I just choked (laughs) so I remember a conversation early on about that you know you wrestling with what there's nobody to turn to mm-hmm. and i remember us talking through there there comes a point where you have to ask the question is is he enough is mm-hmm. jesus enough if you're here um, and you're where god's called you to be 
and no one else is here with you, um, but you're doing what God's called you to do, is he enough? Are you finding satisfaction in, in your identity and all of that in him? And, and I think I, I see you growing in that, working through that, um, and as you mentioned, still wrestling with it, you know, even today. And I think that's something that we all wrestle with as followers of Jesus. If all the other stuff is stripped away, all the comforts, all the, the stuff that we cling to is gone, is, is Jesus enough? And so that's a good thought. Mm-hmm. So real quick, as we've been going for a while, but as we kind of get to the end here, a couple, one more question or maybe a couple more, but here's one that I want to ask you. Um, so now that you've been here a while, you look back, the girl jumping up and down on the chair in the cafeteria. <laughs> if you could say something to her, now that you've been here a couple of years, if you, uh, how long have you been here total? Uh, like two and a half. Two and a half years. If you could say something to that girl that's jumping up on the chair, I'm going to Arizona, I'm going to Arizona. Now two and a half years later, um, two and a half years here. Would you tell her to sit what down? Would you say, <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to her? Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> Um, I don't know, because, like, I think it is cool how, like, excited I was, and, like, I love that, and, I mean, at some points, I'm still super excited. I just think with a little bit more wisdom and understanding of reality, um, but I don't know. I think I would tell her... Still come. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I would really tell her anything specifically because I guess I could say like, eh, maybe you should start distancing yourself <laughs> from people. But yeah. that would have been no fun. So I think I mean I would have still told her to come. Maybe just I don't know. Read your Bible more. Talk to Jesus more. Maybe try to. Bite the sin of running to people so easily? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You have any more questions for Julie? Um, I can't think of anything. Just So she um, gave you just a, a brief intro into her life. It's, it's quite a bit more complex and involved, and her roles are um, a little bit different than they were when she first came. Um, she actively leads Bible studies and different things, not just with children anymore, but also with with uh, some adults in a few villages as well. Um, she has a teenager that lives with her. She's opened her home on multiple occasions to bring in people for short periods of time. And so um, God's done a lot in her life, and we're going to hit on those in, in future episodes because I think it's important to be able to understand the best that you can, the full picture. You know, it isn't just that early person and then, the story of getting here, but it's now that you're here, how has God grown you, shaped you, both Julia and us, and, and, and our other people that, that are around us as well, and so, mm-hmm. and how is God continuing to mold us, and so thank you for sharing that with us and uh, with our, our listeners, and I hope we have some. And so, uh, <laughs> I'll have my parents. <laughs> ours too. <laughs> um, but that's going to be our episode for today, um, and as we continue to work through um, the things that God has laid on our heart to share uh, with our listeners. We will uh, bring updates about our life. And if you haven't noticed, we're trying to do our best at protecting the people that we, we minister to and serve to and, and be respectful about what we mention and what we don't. And so uh, that's, that's, we do that on purpose. And so 
you've noticed that none of us have said like this person's name and we said that they did that or this village and and that's kind of going to be our our mo as we go forward uh, and just to to honor and respect the people because we don't ever want to feel like we're, we're doing anything to hurt anyone not that we would do that intentionally and so um, so just if you've noticed that as you listen um, that's just part of our heart as missionaries something we've learned over the years that just because we mean something to be well uh, to do well it, it doesn't always it doesn't always come across that way so we're going to protect those people um, so uh, thank you for listening again subscribe uh, find it on our website um, and then submit your questions if you have any there's a form there to do that but uh, if you ladies have nothing else We'll call it. In the meantime, keep loving people well and keep pointing them to Jesus, and we'll see you next time.